Hello, this is Prepared for Sunday, August 8th, 2021. Many respected experts say that eating meat is harming us in many ways. They say it's bad for our diet, our weight, our health, and it is very bad for the environment. Growing cows for meat has one of the largest negative impacts on the global environment, and reducing meat consumption is desperately needed to slow climate change. Plus, there are considerable moral issues surrounding the commercial raising and slaughter of animals. So there are two trends to combat this, and today these two trends receive enormous attention, investment, research, and creativity. One approach is fake meat, plant-based meat substitute. Now that's not new, it's been around for years, but technology today has led to products with much more of the taste and feel of actual beef. There is an effort that involves 3D printing, where one company, Redefine Meat, has digitally mapped over 70 parameters of beef, including juiciness, fat, mouthfeel, and they can print different types of meat simply by changing the digital file. They even have now a 3D printed burger prepared by a robot chef that can prepare it according to your instructions and grill it according to your preferences all within six minutes. And it makes the patty look and feel like the real thing. Now that comment was actually made by the CEO of the company, so you can take that as you wish. I personally have not yet tasted this. That's one approach. And obviously, for the kosher consumer, this is like any other manufactured product. It requires kosher supervision. Many of these products do, like Impossible Burger and others. It could be parav, depending on the ingredients. It could be kosher for Passover, depending on the ingredients. That's one approach. The second approach is to take cells from an animal, grow those cells, nourish those cells in a special environment to create actual meat. Now, it's not vegan because it originates from the cells of animals, but it is a gigantic improvement on the environmental impact. And of course, there are no moral issues <clears throat> of how the animal is treated or slaughtered. 
One of the world leaders in this effort is Aleph Farms, a company in Israel, which earlier this year announced it had created a slaughter-free ribeye steak using cow cells, growing them in a controlled environment, and also using three-dimensional bioprinting. I'm not even exactly sure what that is, but the photo looks like a rib steak. And this has the potential to have a huge impact, especially in North America. And for kosher consumers, there are several complex, fascinating questions that we need to consider. Number one, can these cells be harvested while the animal is alive, or can they only be taken from the animal after it is slaughtered, in which case, of course, the animal would require kosher slaughter? Number one. Number two, is this finished product pariv? Number three, must the cells come from only a kosher animal? Or might they even be able to come from a non-kosher animal? Now, the first question about whether the cells are harvested while the animal is alive or after it is slaughtered, that relates to a prohibition that applies not only to Jews, but this is one of the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai one of the seven Noahide laws that applies, according to Judaism, to all humanity, the prohibition of Ever Min HaChai. We are not allowed to take a part off of a living animal and eat it. First of all, it sounds horrible to do and tremendously cruel, but it's a prohibition. Seems to be related to the general principle of Tsar Balichayim, cruelty to animals. Well, here you're taking part out of an animal and you're going to eat it. Maybe that should be prohibited as Aver Minhachai. It does seem on the surface that that prohibition would not apply. First of all, if the prohibition is related to cruelty, extracting a few cells from a living animal is hardly cruel. And certainly the animal would prefer that than the alternative. Plus, we're not actually eating those cells. They are the basis for a complex process of growth and transformation into a finished product. However, this is one of the questions that halachic authorities today are considering in relationship to this product. Now, question number two and number three. Must the cells come from a kosher animal? And if it comes from a kosher animal, would the finished product be pariv? 
First of all, those two questions might not have similar or consistent answers, but these questions are more controversial. We have a long-standing dispute among kashrus authorities over a substance that's taken from an animal or a plant that has no taste by itself and is then transformed into something else. Does it retain the kashrus status of its cellular origin? Let me share three examples, all of which are highly controversial. Let's say you have a food that is created using enzymes that host on wheat. Can the finished product be considered kosher for Passover? It, the finished product doesn't taste like wheat. It doesn't look like wheat. The original wheat host has no taste. It's just cells in a laboratory. Is it kosher for Passover or not? Question number one. Second example, rennet, which is a substance that is taken from the stomach lining of a kosher animal, and that substance has no taste whatsoever, and it's then used to make cheese. Rennet from kosher slaughtered animals has been used to make cheese that is considered kosher for millennia. Even though the chemical that causes the cream to coagulate and harden into cheese comes from an animal, but that product has no taste and it is transformed into something else. Third example, highly controversial. Let's say you take the bones of an animal, a non-kosher animal, the bones which have no taste, no flesh on them, just the bones, and you boil them to make gelatin. Is that product kosher or not kosher? These are widely discussed halachic issues with complicated discussions among world-leading experts in Jewish law. And these discussions which have been ongoing concerning these examples for many, many years, are now being applied to the products of Aleph Farms. One thing is clear. Though there are questions that remain, it can certainly be kosher. And it would certainly be a great improvement for the world. I think the real test will be its taste. If the chalent is good, it could eventually transform our eating. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.